Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mutants, marvels, monsters, morlocks, and chuds, this is the Set in Stone Podcast. must be slipping in my old age. The name amongst names. Hey, you guys. That's right, we're back. Sorry about that delay. Had some pressing deadlines, had some conventions coming up, different shows, just staying busy. But I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to keep sticking through for this one. That's right. As long as I'm capable of doing this podcast, Damn sure I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> we may even get Steve in here to do a little bit of the intros, a little bit of the outros, a little bit of the editing, you know, kind of spread the workload a bit. <laughs> anyway, this issue of the Set in Stone podcast is kind of a a really awesome kind of personal episode for me. It's with a very good friend of mine by the name of Gerald Johnson. And Gerald and I met uh, kind of in a weird way. Um, well, we'll go over it in the interview. But um, it's uh, kind of one of these weird coincidences that uh, if not for uh, this event happening, I don't know if I'd ever met this really cool guy. And uh kind of makes me sad. But uh, I did meet him, and he's awesome, and uh, extremely talented. So, uh, in case you miss it, you can hear it here. Go check out Gerald's art gallery showing down at the Arts Factory for First Friday. He's got his own little room over there set up. Uh, August 1st, 2014, um, in case that matters to you. <laughs> you can just Google search First Friday, Las Vegas, and... Uh, for the month of August, and you'll see it down there, and you'll be able to check it out. I think he's going to be up there uh, showing his work for a while. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. You know, give him some props, check out the work, and just see how awesome this stuff is. Uh, he, this guy's like a renaissance man. He's, like, all over the place. He's doing tons of stuff, which you'll hear in the interview. So I'm going to stop babbling here. I'm going to let you guys get to it, and you can check out this awesome interview with my buddy, Gerald Johnson. I've never lost a team. My, my hubby project um, in college I did here. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm always very meticulous in, in budgeting the uh, right amount of time during the day or what, whatever mm-hmm. so I don't have to sacrifice too much sleep. But I, I always end up finding myself working late anyways. <laughs> because yeah. I just, cause you just get caught up in it. Oh, me too. I, yeah. um, I call it getting in the groove. Yeah. Like, my uh, my ex, you know, she'd be like, you know, hey, when do you want to go have dinner, or when do you want to do this, you know, when do you want to do that, or, and, uh, like, oh, yeah, let me just finish working on this. Like, you know, like, two hours go by, and, you know, <laughs> like, oh, damn it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you find, did you find that hurting your relationship? That you... No, not really. I probably did less art then. I mean, whenever I did it, I would, you know, be in the groove, but... No, that wasn't really an issue in that case. That's why I'm always trying to be very conscious, 
that. Well, yeah, you you have yeah. to. There's also another side of that where it's like, you know, like for me, she also understands it's like, you know, that's what I do. That's what I love. You know what I mean? This, that's who I am. I if I'm not doing art, I'm not happy. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a period where I didn't do art for like six months, and one day I'm like, I should grab a sketchbook again and you know, do something on the way to work. Then then I'm. Like it's like learning to walk again. Like my hands, like yeah. oh, okay, I'm, I think that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Like get the shape of the head down, and then I'm like, I literally forgot how to draw eyes. Yeah. I'm like how how do well, how do my eyes <laughs> like when I draw them? And I, I just couldn't do it, and it killed me. I'm like I I can't believe it. Like I my mind was just a blank. I'm so I did what I did in high school. I grabbed a bunch of comic books and threw them in my backpack, and I yeah. looked over them and. Uh, went home and did some inking digitally over some other artists' pencil work, and I think in high school that's how I did it. I got tracing paper and traced over other artists' artwork. Like I'm gonna learn how to do hands, so I just draw over a bunch of hands in the comic book. Just yeah. draw every hand, and then I like flip it over onto another piece of paper, and then use that side to put the graphite on another page, and then draw over that light sketch how I would draw a hand. You know what I mean? And then after a while, I would either I. I never really looked at it and then redrew it, but I would like try to remember how a page looked, or a hand or a face looked, and then from memory try to redraw it, and then, oh yeah, it's recorded. <laughs> Hard know what you yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like, get a little buffer in the beginning. Yeah, you know? then it would become my face. You know what I mean? It's reminiscent of that, but it's still my own. And I haven't done that in since then. That was that's probably like ten years ago. I think I know the perfect thing that you need. Hmm. It's independent from your um, computer, so you don't have to worry about your computer as processing powers. But it's perfect for you in the sense that you can do you can do everything you want on the go, right? Mm-hmm. You can do it, you can do your comics, or you can write plot out your stories. Have you heard of the Cintiq Companion? I have. But there's two versions. There's an Android version and there's a Windows 8. But I think the Windows 8 version, even though it's expensive, I think it'll be perfect for. Yeah, that's like two grand, right? Yeah. 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 I've seen a lot of pros doing for that. the for the higher end one though. Yeah. There's the two fifty six and five twelve. One guy's an inker. He does that when he's at doing. He does a lot of conventions. But he's one of those guys that sometimes see professional artists at comic book conventions, and they're like. And one guy's like, I do like three conventions a year. He's like, and then I see some guys there at a convention every weekend. He's like, when do you guys get time to do page work? You know? And uh, this one guy's like, I bring my companion with me. And he digitally inks pages that he can't get back to at home with a pen and brush. And he does it, you know? So I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. And I can't tell the difference between his digital work and his hand work. All right, so I feel like I can talk hard with you. <laughs> to the me? No. Yeah. But, um, this, um... Move on to, did you get a chance to see the stuff with him? I did. I did. It was on my phone. I saw like the pre- thumbnail previews. It looks good. Yeah. I like the, uh, the scroll in color. What I saw. Mm-hmm. My phone takes forever to load up. Mm-hmm. But I'll look at it closer when I get home. But yeah. Yeah. So That's cool. there was a painting, black and white painting, of a girl. Mm-hmm. That's actually my fiance. Mm. Um, there's some hand lettering stuff in there, and there's uh, another kind of more creatively vivid, colorful painting of just that was the the scroll one, right? Yeah, 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 nice. one, yeah, yeah. 
but the one of my fiance uh, is just a teaser. And it's actually there's actually more to it. Mm-hmm. There's more to it in the sense that, well, first of all, it's bigger than that preview, mm-hmm. and also there's there's another kind of it's not just a straight like painting. There's other stylistic things to it, um, like different techniques. Like yeah, there's another uh, visual effect style and uh, technique to it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't want to show that. The only way to see that is if you go first Friday and see it at the show. Yeah. Where, where at first Friday is it going to be? So, Arts Factory? Yeah, so for anybody who's local, it's just Arts Factory. Cool. Yeah. That's off Charleston and Main Street. Yeah. yeah. So, in the Arts Factory, there's a uh, you know how there's many rooms in the art factory? Mm-hmm. There's a room, there's a gallery called Art Space, and I'm in there. Okay. So, um, another artist is going to be there, another local guy, but he's a pro. He did the comic book Racer back in the 90s, like, you know, Everett Hartso. Mm-hmm. He's also supposed to have um, uh, some of his artwork shown in August as well. Okay. One of the spaces. But um, I think he just made a comp- he's making a comeback because he just uh, did a Kickstarter last year. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, have you put any of your comics through Kickstarter before? No, we all do it just self-publishing. Yeah, we just go through small printers. You just order like a base amount between 50, you know, 25 and 75 copies. Just you know, save whatever that is, and then just go and print it. Because if we were doing a Kickstarter, we feel like that gives us you know leeway to be slower. You know what I mean? I mean, we're already pretty slow as it is. But I mean, but this also has to do with having a partner on the other side of the country that yeah. has his own life and his own family out there, and we can't, you know, can't wait to meet up because he's four hours ahead, you know, stuff like that. Well, you know, I mean, you have family on the other side of the world, so I can understand that. I kind of see for your situation, the Kickstarter being offering some good incentives. Mm-hmm. You did it. First of all, this money you won't have to worry about saving up the money to do the printing of it, right? Yeah. I'm not complaining about the saving the money. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot, but but even still, like, it's also like if we didn't if we didn't do it ourselves, and we just waited for a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo to do like a single issue, and say we didn't hit our goal or we only got half of what we needed, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that would make either one of us feel like oh we failed. So if somebody wants to buy it here online, why, how would they go buy it in person? And I'm kind of glad the way we did it. What we are planning on doing is an Indiegogo for the uh, trade, the collection. Just like the first six or nine issues. That's going to be all in color. And part of the Indiegogo uh, will not only go to the paint for the printing, but it also go to, uh, we want to commission a cover from a professional, you know, for the art. Uh, Scott McDaniel. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that's your boy. Yeah, he, yeah. oh my gosh, don't even get started. But yeah, he he's a guy that we we love to support, and and he supported us uh, in the past, at least me. Um, but Have you ever talked to him about possibly doing a sketch variant cover of your book? Oh yeah, we've talked to him. He's he's all down for it, but it's also a matter of you know paying for it. Yeah, know, how much? Would or having done? having the right thing for him to work on that too. We wouldn't want him to just do a bunch of things that we don't know what we're going to put it towards. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and there's bigger projects than that that we're looking to work on with him. 
how much um how much would you have to pay him? No, I think it'd be like a like like a commission sketch is like sixty bucks and like two characters is like hundred and twenty. You know, relatively decent price for an artist who has that that long a history in the industry. But like the covers are like I think we're looking at like doing like a wrap around and that's like between three and six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're looking for doing like a like page work. Like have him do layouts. And then I work off of his layout. That'd yeah. be very beneficial for you too. Oh yeah, I've I've seen his layouts and it, they're they're amazing. Like they make anybody look like a superstar. And he's he gave us a page rate on that that I don't want to speak aloud, you know, just in case you know somebody's like, hey, what about me, you know, or that's way more than I got charged or way less or. But um, so. We want to try to find the right project for him to work on for that, like him to do layouts or even full pencils. And then I would do finishes or inks, you know, or both, um, which would be, you know, amazing, you know. But then we would also have a project, if we want a project like that, we would want it to be colored and we want it to be colored well, you know, so we would want to get somebody who has some real talent to do that. So that, most of the money would be going to that. It would be going to pay for him doing the work and then the colorist and then the publisher. My brother and I would be just doing it for free, basically. Because we're that's what we're doing it now, you know. And I, it would be a pleasure to do that stuff. The audience can enjoy some, uh, some music in the background. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not picking up too much of it. Go to iTunes. <laughs> Shazam the music, bye. There you go, there's your commercial. Let's jump in a little bit on you. Where did you... Let's kind of start from the beginning. Where are you from? I'm from a military family. So I was actually born over in Seoul. So my dad's back and my mom's Korean. So I'm mixed. Um, and Which is, in itself is a amazing combination because... It's not... You got, well, no, I mean, because, like... And you have... But you have... What some people can consider though a really white name. Gerald <laughs> really Johnson. Yeah, it's and a very, you don't, very nice name. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably even whiter than my name. <laughs> I'm sorry, where did you say you were born? Seoul. Seoul, that's right. Yeah, I just wonder if you remember one of my. If you remember one of the arts I sent you? Mm-hmm. It's a hand lettering piece, but it says. I'm a soul man, but mm-hmm. it kind of does a little creative wordplay on it. Mm-hmm. So, well, that they'll be able to see it when they go to the, the link. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure you'll talk <laughs> or whatnot. Yeah, so it's good to have a visual medium yeah. <laughs> and an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're waiting, so you were born in Seoul. When did you come to the states? Uh, when I was real young, when uh, probably when I was around like four. Okay. So really young. So was, was it, so it down like you grew up on a military base. Then? Yeah. So I was, and it's very different. Wow. Like now that I recall my childhood, even when I was, when I was, we were most of our our upbringing was in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. a military base near the near the capital of Pennsylvania. But that was such different, like. Uh, lifestyle mm-hmm. and culture because it was very open. Yeah. Yeah, and like almost like oh, is very reserved. Very. Yeah, it's like uh, almost like all the families. There, 
like in our just on one the one area one street yeah the one street of it so let's say there there was maybe like 20 houses and it, like all 20 it was very open door and they yeah. were like everybody knew each other's families mm-hmm. and the children would play and like all the children would play all these in our red light green light all yeah. the different like type of games that you probably play when you're younger so well was, I think I've got a few years on you too yeah 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 so <laughs> I don't know if you hit 30 yet but uh, yeah I have oh you have okay so, yeah, yeah, so I'm 33 oh okay I'm 33 left Oh, well, yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, again, oh, you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, I'll be 35 in less than a month. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> There's actually an interesting age thing when reported by, mm-hmm. by artists when it comes to guys getting their mid-30s, but I'll yeah. say that a little bit later. I might do some changes on the color scheme, but... It kind of like the little kind of wordplay on the two souls. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a soul man. Like, S-E-O-U-L, soul. Mm-hmm. I was born there. And S-O-U-L because of, like, like soul. I mean, soul. Well, nice, nice. So, my pop said soul and my mom was from soul. So, well, I'm technically from soul, too. But, <laughs> but so, it's kind of a little play on that. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I was talking to uh, one of my dad, Tom, yeah. when I did the library show. My dad works across the street, and the guy that drove me, he had to go pick his mom. I went to see him, and I just started growing in the facial hair. And a uh, friend of his there, he recognized me. We were talking a little bit. My dad had to go do something because he was working. He goes, he goes, you know, he goes, you look a lot like your dad. Well, I'm like, I'm half him, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> I get, like, the opposite. Because <laughs> people will say, you know, you don't look like your brothers, or or... Like, if they saw me and my dad standing next together, I'm sure they would say, you don't look like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's more soul and you're more soul. <laughs> yeah. He's more soul from the South. You're more soul yeah, from yeah. Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about something. Mm-hmm. We never did an actual introduction. I do that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, but, like, people want to know my name. I'll let them know. Okay, okay. Well, we can do that too. This is yeah, Gerald yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So hey, I'm Gerald said, Johnson. Yeah, I'm a I'm a artist and web designer for um, for a major company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I never say where I work at because yeah. it's like you know you try to tell everybody, hey, listen to the podcast, and you just start talking shit about something, and yeah. it's like, oh, oh yeah, we don't want you to associate us with. Oh, yeah. if anybody goes to the like Facebook page, they'll find the link to my Facebook page, and they say. <laughs> Well, there's your work uniform. <laughs> Let's zoom in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a major company here in Los Major, yeah. yeah. We Well, we both work for the major overall company. Yeah. Which is yeah. how we met. Yeah. Which is, what, two years ago now? Yeah. Two years ago, March? Yeah. The team building... Yeah, the team building company exercise they did. So. It sounds like a bunch of trust falls and kumbaya. <laughs> and it was, but it was really awesome. You know they stopped doing that for, for uh, so now that's only done for higher ranking upper upper management people. Like it's not there for. Well, it was in the beginning only for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then, then they lowered it down. Work. I guess it's because they done everybody and they wanted to keep those people working. Mm-hmm. But I guess, uh, I guess they maybe with cutbacks yeah. and have enough people to keep doing it. But uh, and then they tried to do that one big rally at. Yeah, at, the, at where I work, yeah. <laughs> and then, then now everybody's a champ, and we're like, "Oh, that's a 
fudge of bullcrap. <laughs> so now they've been. I did. I felt bad because like one, we had to go through what two, three days of it, and then it's also like, man, they didn't get to go through through two or three days of that. They just yeah. went to a rally. Yeah. I mean, I kind of enjoyed mine. I got to know you guys. Oh my there. god, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. so amazing. I wish everybody could have done it. You know, mm-hmm. I went back to work. You know, that next day, and it was like, hey guys, this is amazing. <laughs> and half everybody's like, yeah, we know, we did it too. That's why we sent you. <laughs> They're like going to people I know in another department. Don't even know another department. Like, oh my god, have you done this yet? And they're like, well, done what? Yeah. Like, ask your management now while you can. You know, yeah. don't wait, just volunteer. Yeah. yeah. But that was cool. A lot of, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a good time. I, yeah. I wish that was longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they not condensed it. Or originally, I heard it was like um, it's like a like, week. Yeah, like yeah, five yeah. days. Yeah. 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 So. Then I'm not sure if it's true, but then I'm hearing the. Now it's like to one day, but I'm not exactly sure. Mm, I think it's still two days. There's, there's a lot of information to go through. Yeah, my uh, my director was kind of saying that it's down to one, but somebody said that they believe it's still two days, so I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, my actually switched over to corporate because she was working in the same building I was mm-hmm. working. My so it was good to kind of see her and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And kind of touch up, uh, touch up a little bit, but then she. Um, <laughs> you almost like touch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where. <laughs> oh, I remember. I could remember that from. We had that. Was it? That's the the last day. We all did that that big pump up as the as it came out and met all of our teammates and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she just out of nowhere. She did gave me that big hug and wrapped her legs around my waist. And I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> We love mine. <laughs> if you're listening, well, we love you. Yeah, you, you probably are. I love you differently. Geraldine. Geraldine. I like you as a friend. <laughs> oh, because you're engaged. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you. Enough with hot chicks, we know. We should yeah. get back to talking to you. Yeah. Are you saying I'm not a hot chick? <laughs> not hot enough. <laughs> so you were like, what, five? You said five or six in the game. Yeah, around four, state. but yeah. Okay, so four. Mm-hmm. And so, is it what the Pennsylvania you grew up in then? Yeah. Yeah, most of my growing up was in PA. And then, uh, probably like yourself, I was always... I was actually not good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I was not good at anything, <laughs> except, for, except for art. And I wasn't even good at art at the time. Well, still not, but, yeah, but that's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, I meant me, not you. <laughs> well, I, I'm still getting there too. But um, welcome to self-deprecation hour. <laughs> nah, we all have we all have uh, miles to, well, to walk. Well, you would hope you would have a little bit of humble pie, you know, yeah. in your system. Yeah. You know, and be like, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, Look yeah, at that. Yeah. yeah. But every once in a while, you get to a page or a piece of work, like, yeah, that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did that with a cover just recently. I'm yeah. like. Yeah, I think that's gonna work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can take it. So yeah, so drawing all the time. Yeah. So. Um, and who who started that? I mean, was that self motivated or was that? Something? I think it was because I like my earliest memories was just like um, in elementary school, just kind of enjoying um, enjoying art and and the drawing classes that that I had to take. But I didn't start taking it serious until like I'm not sure if your high school was like this. But in my high school, we can we can choose our classes. Mm-hmm. So 
but we could only choose a certain amount. So for yeah. pretty much all your electives or your fun classes, you got to choose. So I pretty much just stockpiled on all the, <laughs> on all the drawing courses and stuff like that. And at the time, like Photoshop was just coming out, so I was playing with Photoshop too. So uh, and I still wasn't good. Uh, I still wasn't good, but like. Like I realized that I like it because you can tell when you love something because like uh you can tell when you love something because even if you suck you still continue to go forward with it right and try to try to become better with it right yeah to give you an idea when I got into junior high school yeah. or middle school they just come out with paint yeah like paint or, with, with a with a with a oh. mouse yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we, uh, when I was in elementary school we were still using like. Command, Control, D, backslash, backslash. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how far back my my computer and like they were maybe because I was little, but they were huge yeah. computers. But unfortunately, in my high school, like you could take any electives you wanted. Yeah. But some of them had to be required classes. Yeah. Like I had to take typing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm working on a computer, but it's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Turn around to like sophomore year, then they're like, the counselor's like, oh look, you took a uh, Computers in middle school or junior high school, you didn't need to take typing. Yeah. Like I could have taken it in art class. Yeah, <laughs> but I muscled my way into painting one instead of taking art one. So I was like, I've been doing it a long time. I should be able to handle this. You know, I came with a bunch of sketchbooks that I'd only done like two weeks before. Showed the art teacher. I was like, I'm really, really, really wanting to learn. She's like, Yeah, okay. And I did stuff that I didn't know if it was really what you should be doing with art but it's just like what could be cool and different like I said like bowls and lamp flashlights and stuff on the kitchen table and then draw them without looking at the paper you know she's like oh that's like a blind line drawing or something I was like I didn't even know that was a thing I just thought alright that's cool look you can kind of see the flashlight and the bowl of fruit and then did like a drawing of my dad or something sitting on a chair and I didn't look at him and I just did it all in one line she's like oh that's a blind contour drawing I was like, I don't know, I just, again, just doing something cool. Who knows I was doing, you know, art art three or four classes or something like that. Or whatever the high level of art was. So needless to say, she said okay. And that was at the end of freshman year. And then sophomore year, got into art or painting. And uh, basically, by the end of, the end of high school, I was a president of the Art Honor Society, vice president of the art club, president of the comic book club. You know, doing football field paintings and all that sort of stuff. Murals, so it's a big mural up in my high school that we all did over two or three months after school every day for like two or three hours that we did with a local artist that was also a student of my teacher. I want to say boss because she gave me my first job after high school. My last year of high school was her last year of school as well. She retired right after that. She owned an art gallery just down from the high school and also just down the street from my house. So she let me there work there with her for like nine months and met a bunch of local guys, all, like, uh, traditional painters. One guy did, like, like football-themed uh, art. Yeah. Uh, you can probably find him online, Harold Bradford. He's amazing. Like, he did this, a uh, lot of masking art where, like, he would draw out a figure and then put a bunch of tape all over and then just do, like, just a yellow coat. Yeah, and then yeah. cover that and then do a darker yellow and then yeah. cover that and pull, pull away part and then do, like, a hot pink and then a green or blue. And it looks like just a weird camo- camouflage, and they would do the background in kind of like selectively inverse colors, or like the same colors, but in a pattern that that was counter 
counter complimented with the lines on the inside, they just pull the tape away, and it would just be like, you know, some football player falling and catching a ball, and then, you know, like the colors look like dirt, but it looks like it was made out of confetti, almost, you know? yeah. it, was, it was pretty awesome, he'd do it all in like oils, you know, and then once a week, Saturdays, they would all have a, like an artist get together, so, you know, Saturday mornings, we'd all go down and talk to the other artists, and you know, a lot of them worked for, like, a local sign company, so they were just learning, like, Photoshop 3 and stuff like that, and they're like, I'd rather just do it all on a board with markers and pens, and i got to learn to use the computers, and, you know, yeah, once you do it, it makes it easier, but, you know, where's the art? So they love going down there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, it doesn't draw it for you. I'm like, oh, no, actually, you put a tree in there, and it's exactly the way it look. I was like, well, I guess I can, then. Yeah. So that's the first time I'd heard of, like, like CAD and all that type oh, yeah, of stuff. Yeah. They're using, like, CAD with Photoshop, which is, like, back in the early days. So there was, like, 98 or... No, even earlier, 97, because we were doing that even in high school, once a week going down to the gallery. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that place in, gosh, like, eight, nine years. Yeah. I just wanted to bring my books to show my art teacher. Yeah. I kind of wanted to say I wanted to go back to PA, because I had some incredible... What? My art teachers in high school... See, the funny thing is, have you ever seen Boy Meets World? Yeah. By the way, Gerald's still here in case my talking... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm still here. So, in Boy Meets World, like, when they had Mr. Feeney when they were little, and then, then when they went to high school, they still had Mr. Feeney because he ended up being the teacher in high school and in their college. Yeah. I can totally relate to that <laughs> because my art teacher was from my middle school or junior high. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the then, to make the noise. then, then when I uh, then as I uh, went to high school and so forth, then I had the, the art teacher was still there, mm-hmm. and like I had no complaints because he was uh, freaking amazing. Like his oil technique was by far the, the best that I've seen. Like of all the oil people who paint oil, like this yeah. guy was amazing, right? So I always wanted to go back to him and kind of him and, and this other teacher I had. Can you try looking him up online, Facebook, or? No, I never tried. Maybe I should. But yeah, uh, I found my t-shirt. Her gallery has a Facebook page, but like a lot of people at a certain age, they don't go there to look at it or follow. Like I've messaged a couple times a year, been like, oh my gosh, you know, good to see you, and then yeah, I'm not sure. Like you know, look, I did it. Like, publish something. You know what I mean? Children's book and five mediocre comic books. <laughs> so I definitely want to reacquaint myself. Yeah. yeah. There's a weird type of acceptance, I think, that you feel mm-hmm. when you can show the, the growth from... Cause they saw your artwork in the early days when you were growing up, and then... Raw and like behind the ears. Yeah, and then now pull up, you have a pull little bit more... Piss and vinegar, like, look at my work! Yeah. yeah. So. I was like, I, I got... Most times I got A's in a lot of the stuff I did because yeah. it was just like either, you know... I don't know if it was partly because it was simple or simple for me or my teacher was on her last year and was like, whatever, I'll just give him an A because he tried. And then one year, I guess he, I don't know, either it wasn't up to snuff or everybody else's was so much better or she actually paid attention. I got like got a B on a project. They brought my, my overall GPA down to like a B plus. Like everything else was like A's and then B plus. And, and I was like, how could this happen? <laughs> Because that was the best grades I'd ever had. I was like a CD kid for a lot of years, you know. And then as high school, you know, went on, and then as 
I got more art electives added on. You know, they get more A's. Like, I like government and like geometry. It was like the only two required classes I needed. Did you like geometry? Oh, I loved it. See, I have this interesting theory that people who even hate math, I have a theory that even like even for artists who may hate math, mm-hmm. like geometry. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I hated algebra. Algebra yeah. was. Yeah, I didn't care for algebra either. Yeah, I did like. Yeah. They like, do you want to take pre-algebra or algebra? Because you took this sort of math class in junior high school. And I was like, I don't know. I let's just do pre-algebra, and if I'm good at it, we'll just keep. Well, maybe I'll jump to regular algebra. But I'm so glad I did pre-algebra because. That helps David, you understand. No, it just sucked. It was so hard. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this. So then I took like geometry the next year, and it was so much easier. Yeah, algebra was just, ugh, yeah, so bad. And then, like, senior year, I didn't have to take a math class. Or, yeah, so, no, so I think I only had, I think, like, government and journalism, because I needed an English class. So, like, last, so, like, last two years of high school were all journalism. And, of course, for journalism, all I did was draw the comic strips and all the graphics, so that was a super easy A. Kind of like I was saying about the books, just, you just got to, do it, you know. I mean, don't yeah, overthink just, it. Just, just buckle says. down and yeah. Uh, yeah. not even buckle down. Just, just. <laughs> well, it always sounds weird when I was. It was just, just let it happen. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, everybody says that. I guess I'm more concerned with the quality. Oh, my instance, I'm more concerned. I know we got that idea, but this is for your own original idea, your own graphic yeah, novel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea has to do with mages because it's actually a video game idea because I love. Um, I I was huge into like mages of different type of fantasy games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or action adventure games or whatnot. So it that's kind of the crux part of it, um, but it does like a twist on it. So, uh, but I was more concerned. I wanted uh, the story to be good, right? Because it's representing parts of of my culture too. So I'm so I'm hoping it can be well received. So I'm. I want the art to be good too, but I have more concern over the story. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you find that similar. Like if you're. Yeah, you there's there's so much uh, change in the story. I mean, my brother and I've been working on this idea since high school for Conquest, like 1998, 97, and. But first it was just me drawing characters that he had, and then it was like, oh, now it's turned into a book. I took like another seven or eight years to do that, just to get it to look right. And then at one point we're like working on issue two, like, okay, we know where the who the characters are, we know where they came from, and we know what the end goal of the entire series is going to be. That's great. And I got to a point and um, kind of going over the story and a timeline, and I'm like, why? Why is the character doing this? Well, he wants to get to this point. It's like. No, but why? You know, what I mean, like, what's his motivation? What's his his overall goal? We know what happens to him, who he becomes, you know, who he marries, all that stuff. But why does he do this task to make this certain thing happen? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, we have a story, but no motivation, no MacGuffin, no what what does the character want the most to make this whole reality spur? And then within a matter of like maybe an hour. Uh, I came up with an idea, and it, it changed the entire course of the book. It changed like everything. Like, like, and then at one point we're like, "What well, if this character is connected to that character? What if this character does this? What character does that?" 
which is a great part about being independent and doing your own thing because then you can change it in the midst of it. Like all we had to do for the first issue, because we had it done, we just went in and changed some dialogue into word bubbles and one character became a completely different person and a lesser character when he was supposed to be like a, a key character, you know. And and now we have such a, a just a much more vast story, you know. And we had not did it kind of do this as a slow paced thing and by the time we got the issue end of issue two, I told my brother, we need to speed it up, we need to have more action, we need to have the story really progress, because if you want to get to the certain point, it's going to be like issue 50, yeah. you know, it's going to be like those, it's going to be like Dragon Ball, you yeah. know what I mean? American version of Dragon Ball, where it takes forever for a fight scene to happen, it takes forever for people to to talk, and they'll be walking down the street for forever, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so yeah, that's, so that, that, that part, you know, but that's also good when you have a partner that somebody you can talk to about, uh, you know, where the story's going and uh, what you want to get across, because having a different point of view um, can kind of make you look at where your point of view is at, yeah. you know what I mean, like, like say, like, you have an idea of, like, this should be going like this, but if somebody else comes in and says, well, what if we just give it a twist, yeah. you know what I mean, like, it may not be what you thought it would be, but it may be a better way to get to where you want to be yeah. in that point for, for whatever story you're telling. It's always good to have a first perspective because they might, they won't have the attachment that you have yeah. to the characters or to the to the storyline or, or plot. Yeah. So it's always good to have that outside perspective. Yeah. 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 Ha- having a fresh set of eyes on anything can yeah. be really good, which... Uh, which is why I picked up that other project, uh, the Chain Reaction book, with my friend Josh. It was it was just uh, one. It was not like Conquest, which is like sci-fi high adventure, you know. Which is fine. I like drawing the characters, and but I'm not very good at sci-fi. I love the genre, and I love watching the movies and all that. But like drawing spaceships and stuff like that, uh, and like really complicated aliens, not really my forte. You know what I mean? I don't not really great at it. Let me I, gotta, I gotta do a book, oh, yeah. So, if there is a sci-fi uh, genre of certain, uh, something that is not normally known to mm-hmm. be sci-fi, so that was part of the twist, would you do it? For example, if there was a fairy tale story, right? Because you know mm-hmm. how fairy tales are part of that now. But if there's a fairy tale story, but it was done in a sci-fi way, would you be eager to check it out because because of the sci-fi element, or well, for me, when it comes to almost any story, and it's maybe just because I'm an artist, but I always look at the way it looks first. Yeah. You know, I, I like some stories. Like I don't, I don't, I don't give a damn about certain characters. But if he gets to be like Joe Madrid drawing it, yeah. I'm gonna be all over it because yeah. that guy can make anything look amazing. Yeah. Or if Jim Lee's drawing a book. Like, I never would have picked up a book called Divine Right about a kid who's a yeah, hacker, you know, and his his best Matt, friend, Matt Faraday, yeah, yeah, his, and his best friend is hitting on his sister, and his sister's in the military, that doesn't, and, you know, and he goes to another world, that kind of doesn't sound very cool at all, just based on that, yeah. but if you got Jim Lee writing and drawing it, yeah, I'm going to go pick it up, you know, like and it, it was not a heavy action book until towards the end, but... Yeah. But it, it was Jim Lee, and it looks great, so that's why I'm going to pick it up. You know? I like uh, Jim Lee to watch Max Faraday. Do you think of Max Faraday character? Do you know anything about Max Faraday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, actually, he's an actual historical figure, Max Faraday. The name, no, I don't know who... So Max Faraday was a scientist who pretty much discovered um, 
how to conduct. So you know how like your house right now and how electricity is measured and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that process was done by Max Faraday. You figured it out. So all your electrical devices, your fans and stuff like that, would that yeah. be possible for if, if, if Max Faraday didn't? Okay. Oh, cool. So, cool. So. I just thought it was a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, you can tell he was thinking that because what part of Max Faraday have? God power, from what I understand. Well, like, every time I saw him, he was doing some electricity. Electric kind of... Like, he was shooting, like, either electricity or some kind of lightning or something like that, yeah. So, yeah. I can tell he was homaging Max Faraday. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, but, it, yeah, so, I, I... Yeah, I mean, in... Depending on the story, like I say, no, so when I did Chain Reaction, it was it was nice because it was a completely different change from what I've been doing since 1999. You know, drawing these same characters over and over again. You know, our book has like 13 characters, and they're all different, and all you know, aliens and different suits, and you know, nobody looks the same except for the soldiers, and they do look the same, but they all have complicated costumes, and it's it's just a you know, I got so many different names to remember. It's not like you know, there's a ton of Marvel characters. But I know them, and I listened to them growing up, and they're identifiable. But it's also like when it's your own characters, you know, <laughs> and they're all different. It's, it's tough. But this book, Jane Reaction, I did with this guy Josh, who found me through Facebook and DeviantArt. Uh, he had like a tra- traditional superhero book with just two characters. You know what I mean? And there are three. Like one of them was Nikola Tesla. You know what I mean? He showed up for a little cameo in the middle, and it was just fun to draw spandex and explosions and time travel and. Um, so that kind of rejuvenated my my art energies, and then I think we produced two more books, and then I we hit a lull after issue four, um, which was almost a year ago. And gosh, what was it four months ago? I think, or maybe a little longer. Uh, I started working on uh, layouts for the next chain reaction. Like the writer and I were just texting ideas back and forth, and I do stuff in my sketchbook and send him a photo, and like, what do you think of that? And he's like, that's cool, what's that for? I'm like, I don't know, maybe a follow-up. And he's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. So uh, so then we had so much of a story that we broke it into two parts. Yeah. Like, we went over the origin and then the future. Well, we start with the future, and I said, well, well, how did they get to that point? We did the background. Said, let's do the background first, and then we'll do the follow-up. So, so we got Chain Reaction Genesis, and then Chain Reaction, the main story, which is the first part. And then uh, Omega is going to be the last part. And that's going to be like crazy outer yeah. space stuff so. and that's been cool and I've been able to help develop the story so on that side uh, almost from the ground up you know there were points in the original story where I'm like hey you should probably change this up mix this up you know uh, you know did some research on Tesla like in the book uh, you probably buy it online but uh, characters travel into Tesla's lab in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and he wanted the, one of the characters to be getting up off the ground and Tesla to give him a hand to lift him up and I looked up Tesla just to find some interesting facts about him. And I was like, he's a, a germaphobe. He didn't like to touch people. Yeah. You know? So I was like, he wouldn't help him up. He wouldn't give him an, offer him a helping hand. You know, it's yeah. kind of a cool character moment, but it's not Tesla. Yeah. You know? And then a few years later, he cut to that movie, The Prestige, came out. Okay. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hugh Jackman went to meet him, and he's in that lightning, yeah. and he walks up, and he's like, oh, David Bowie's like, I'm Nikola Tesla. And then Hugh Jackman sticks his hand up to shake his hand, and Tesla just has his hand behind his back, and he looks at his hand, and he's like, all right. Then I'm like, ah, I nailed it, you know? So, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah, just, again, it's a different perspective on things can just, you know, get things going. So. 
So we keep jumping off track. Uh, yeah. So art. So art school. So yeah. So so. So you did art in school like everybody else, right? So you just start picking up like the high school more electives were just more yeah, art I classes. Took it, I took it more seriously in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. I, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go to a story again, but it's still much of me talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said the hardest part was learning how to do a comic book in the first place. Like you know, yeah, we'll start the comic book club up again and do the comic books. I did that in how uh, do you college. Do, yeah, it's like how do you draw a page? Yeah. Like I have a hundred comic books at home. I don't know where to start. I do. I did a story without even writing a script, and oh, yeah. In college, uh, I had this awesome professor who worked for, with for uh, Marvel and DC. And what's his name? Dave Hoover. He did a Captain Dave Hoover. Yes, uh, I know him. He did yeah. the uh, what's his name? Uh, U.S. Jack. He had like a red mask with a red, white, and blue hair and a boombox that. Is there the time Captain America died, he had the armor on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know him, yeah, his yeah, artwork. So he was, my, he was my professor for uh, storyboarding some other art classes. Oh, nice. So we kind of were talking around and we we kind of peti- well, petitioned around to see if there was demand and interest mm-hmm. for a comic book club. And there was. So with that said, I, we pretty much started up a comic book club. Okay. So it was awesome. So you could do any books or is it just like getting together talking about comic books? Uh, it was kind of, we, we didn't do any books, but, uh, it was kind of, um, more so of, like, <clears throat> he do, like, the sessions where he teach, like, like, inking or whatever, you know, stuff like that. So it was kind of more instructional, but, like, a lot of the times it was, it's kind of a powwow and, and people getting together. Yeah. Our, we, uh, we, uh, up until recently... Uh, we were doing that with our local group, yeah. kind of sitting around. But most of us were also working on stuff for books, like where we show layouts to each other and stuff like that. But it's mostly just like a a knitting circle for artists, yeah. just sitting around talking about whatever. Yeah. We did it in a comic shop, which was great. So we could grab the new books off the shelf and talk about those and, and whatnot. So. That's cool, man. Yeah, I remember Dave Weaver. That was back in uh, mid '90s, I think he was yeah. doing that. Was he doing that at the same time as teaching? I know when you went to college. It was, he was, was it doing, 94? He was doing some. He was doing some comic book work, not for Marvel or DC, but he was doing some work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even did a Top Cow submission, but he didn't. Uh, they didn't really look at it. Yeah, he's uh, got a very different style compared to what they normally yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I never, I never had that type of experience. Well, no, not true. Kind of did, but that's another story, maybe for another time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't know if I already told it or not. But, um, I told you Scott Clark. Yeah, Scott Clark. He, um, I remember back in the '90s, uh, Image had all those books come out. Stormwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy who draws you drew Stormwatch. Scott okay. Clark. He uh, he also did like Alpha Flight when they brought that back, uh, okay. where they had like that slick red and white armor. Yeah. And Sasquatch looks like a giant, you know, saber toothed beast. And, <laughs> um, it's like all noir looking. Yeah. Well, he used to live in town here in Vegas, and he used to come to the meetings whenever we were in town. And, uh, and I saw him at one of the conventions, and uh, he used to hang out with us and just draw and tell us stories. But crazy. Uh, but uh, he actually. Uh, he like came to my house a couple times and like uh, like he was getting rid of a lot of comps from uh, his years of working at DC just recently. Like he did like Grifter and um, I Vampire and a couple other books. And they would just send him free stuff all the time. So he's 
selling off a lot of big trade books. Is it books. a book called I, Vampire? Yeah, it's a book called I, Vampire. Okay. It's gone now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they still own the copyright, but uh, do you have an idea for an I, Vampire? <laughs> it could be an interesting take. Like yeah. That, well, I mean, mean that, that, that title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That title. Sorry, I'm sure you'll come with something much more creative. It sounds like iPod to yeah. me. Yeah. I, but, um, but, like, he was hanging out with us, and, like, we went to dinner with his son and him and uh, a couple other local artists just hanging out. Unfortunately, I think it was February before last, he ended up, he passed away. But um, he, it's kind of bittersweet because, like, I got to know this really great guy. He sold me a piece of original Stormwatch artwork for almost nothing. Like, he could have gotten so much more if he had not put it in a stack of old artwork that he was just practically giving away. Like, it's like a dollar, two dollars, I don't care, just make me, you know, ten pages for a dollar. It's like really old indie stuff, like stuff we would do. And then right in the middle of, like, he got this giant stack and he split it in half. And the one guy is like, hey, which half do you want? It's like, I don't care. And he handed me the bottom half and I found an original Stormwatch page and I got it for a song, basically. Super cheap. And, uh, but uh, and through that and all the others we became friends and he was like said he was going to start bringing over his artboard and his pages so I could scan them and email them to DC for him and then he's like yeah I'll bring over my artboard and we'll go over your layout you know he told me with issue 4 his first couple of pages and I was like this is amazing like, I can't wait for this stuff to start happening you know and then he passes away and it's just like you know like you working with this really great artist but yeah, I'm more upset that he's just not... I'd almost rather him not be hanging around with me than to be gone. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. And then, obviously, we all got to know him a little better. You know I mean? He's a funny guy, you know. We hung out from, like, gosh, what was it, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon one day for an event till 3 the next morning. Just talking about him and the old Stormwatch days and parties with Jim Lee and all the other guys. and Him and, like, Ryan Benjamin and learning how to do stuff the right way and how even Jim Lee back then in his you know mid-twenties was just schooling these 17 year old kids on how to be better artists like he he knew how to do it so well that it was ridiculous like it made people just look bad you know not to be a bearer of summer news but Hoover Austin talked about oh really oh that's right I saw that on uh on DeviantArt, yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sucked. Him and what was it, Al Rio, right? Al Rio passed away. I don't even know him. He, yeah, yeah, I know. The, yeah. The camp out yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you got a niche, take it. But he was doing like, a lot of pinup art, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I understand he kind of went out like really sadly. Like, he suicide, I think it was. Like he hung himself. To Al Rio? Yeah, 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 yeah in yeah. a studio. Yeah. Yeah, because he was doing like um, like Jungle Woman stuff, right? Like yeah, I remember he's like the Hoover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's doing like a lot of really high rendered cross hatching. Yeah. Whoever, like I didn't know his parents too well, but they really gave some. There was the, the artistic gene pool in that family was freaking crazy because he had the twins. His, mm-hmm. uh, his brother worked for Disney, if I'm correct. So mm-hmm. he was showing me his brother's like. Disney paintings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's freaking ridiculous. Is it like a background painter or like a 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Like he he did some scenes, and I think he did some. Care. I'm not sure what he exactly worked on, but I just saw his art. And, like both of them were. Because like, I know there's some that do like 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 for movies they'll do yeah, like yeah, yeah. like a like this is a scene of a fight yeah. to give you the feel of how it can look. Yeah. So. I can't. I don't know the technical. I can't remember the technical term for it. Yeah. But yeah, both guys were. Like Hoover had a classic style too, but his his drawing though he was really really good. Yeah. I said I wasn't going to go through that story, and I did it anyway. I was like, yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's me. I was like, no, I have to get the story out, because I don't know if I told it before or not. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, we should just move on. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's depressing, and then you start so, talking about other artists who have passed away. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I started taking art seriously in high school. Then and you comics in college with Hoover. Yeah. yeah. And then, um... So I went back. Uh, I was in college in Philly. Mm-hmm. Then I went back uh, after I graduated. I went back home to Central PA, uh, mostly because to support my mom. Because at that time I heard my mom had a tumor on her spine, so I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to help the family. So I took like six months, like off or whatnot. And then after that time period. I found a job where I started uh, at a local at a local area at a local kind of cop shop nearby uh, in, in website and marketing marketing and website development. Mm-hmm. So I was there for about five and a half years, and then after that time, some friends and I decided to come here for vacation just to check it out. Yeah. But we but we liked it, so I decided to completely random <laughs> decided to make a journey out west so that sounds like both sides of the spectrum either yeah. completely out of the blue or it's like I hear people do well out here yeah so. and they they just uproot their whole families and come out yeah so your family's still back in PA yeah 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 oh, okay so, uh, and isn't your mom's doing better I hope or yeah yeah she's doing better oh, okay. so uh, she's good that was a, that was a kind of, or, or not or I <laughs> yeah. don't know yeah. is this going to be another death conversation uh, she's uh, good oh that's good uh, yeah that's good uh, but my father passed away so oh, that <laughs> sucks yeah he, he had some health issues but yeah so I'm glad we had burgers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so uh, so you took art again in college. Yeah. Was that out here? Or was that out there in Philly? It was out in Philly. In Philly, okay. Yeah. And was that part of a career goal, or was that just part of like I have to go to college, so I may as well have something fun to do? Or yeah, um, yeah. So at the time, I didn't know any better. And so I went to college just because it was the default thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, there is the repercussions of that with the debt and all. But um, that and the fact that I didn't have the money to go to college is why I didn't go to college. Yeah, was, like the crippling debt. Like my my friend did mechanics, like to a mechanic school, and he's a runner for a law office. Yeah. He spent thousands of his parents' money, and yeah. like. That's great, <laughs> you know. Uh, you're not uh, missing much. I'm glad with the the, the, friend, the friendships I made in college. Uh, as yeah, they say the experiences yeah. are more than even the schooling is yeah, a so, good reason. But and it's not like my school. I can count 
the the amazing teachers I had on one hand, right? Yeah. Um, other than that, the friendships and kind of the experiences I had. Yeah. Were good. But now, nowadays, I would recommend people. There are there's, there's so much stuff online, resources online and whatnot. There's like uh, almost anything that you want to know, you can find it for either free. Or you pay, but it's such a cheap price compared to education. Yeah, the yeah compared to higher learning, it's a yeah. fraction of the yeah. cost. Yeah. So and even that, I mean, there's also like trade schools and community colleges that you can only take. You only have to take a smaller amount of courses yeah. as opposed to the big overall of going to like a university where it's like oh yeah. you have to take nine classes to get one credit and the one thing you want to do to get a type of yeah. BA or something like that or yeah. a certificate. Yeah. You know. And I technically don't need a good degree for what I'm in. Like, I could have been working mm-hmm. as a web uh, designer for the company we work for yeah. without <laughs> without my degree. <laughs> so. I'm sure it helped, but, uh, I mean, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad on, when you have, like, you know, James Stone, uh, <laughs> admin, Kmart, uh, retail, uh, web designer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you have... Yeah, high school education, college education, and some type of art. Yeah. You know, Gerald. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna hire you before I'm gonna hire that guy. Yeah. I don't care how many comic books you own. Yeah. <laughs> Make you a good web designer. It's like I put I put on an application for something, and I'm like, I'm like, how do I put down? I'm self-taught in Photoshop, and it's an old version that I don't know everything I'm supposed to know about it, yeah. or a program from Japan that not everybody uses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe like what about Illustrator? I'm like I don't use Illustrator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the best for making graphics. I'm like well I get by. You know what I mean? I I know some tricks. You know. You say it was the best for making graphics. Uh, my brother does that. He does like the logos and stuff for our books. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's best for especially stationary things that need to be constantly resized. Yeah. But in terms of making graphics, Photoshop. But oh yeah. 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 Well I mean that. Other people hate painter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's if they're doing painting. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's all all artistic uh, yeah. preference. Yeah. Because there's some people just like, why don't you just grab a paintbrush and an airbrush and yeah. do it on canvas like a real artist? Air quotes, real artist. So, I yeah. mean, I got into digital art because it's cheaper. Yeah. It's like so oh, me cheaper. too. That's that's why I was able to get my first book done. Yeah. Well, I'd say quickly, but yeah. And I've gone reverse. I've started digitally, and now I'm slowly going back to paper and pen and ink and brush. And I still do that. Like, so for my work, uh, I always start traditionally because I always I love that feel. And, oh yeah. And I always find myself. I don't know. I find myself being able to explore better my uh, my thoughts better if I have some sort of. I don't care if it's a napkin or whatever. Yeah. I just explore better if I if I have that pencil in my hand and. And doing that, yeah. So. I, uh, I, when I do it, I do layouts with my brother. We jump on Skype and we'll lay out a page, yeah. and I get an idea where he wants to go with it. And then sometimes the whole thing will have to change just because this looks good on that small screen compared to when you put it on the full page. Doesn't mean yeah. that it works out the same way, or your storytelling is correct. And you know, then you have to rework a whole page and cut pages together, and you know. But that's also the fun side of like, you know reworking a layout you know and then have somebody to send it to me like hey what about this what about that is this a better idea but yeah I'm uh, I'm just slowly going back to wanting to do everything on paper you know back yeah. when I was a kid it's just I don't know it just feels better you know like I still ink in like 
the Conquest book digitally. Mm-hmm. I'm now just because of the, the effects and like I want to be able to get like spaceships to look symmetrical, so I use the symmetry tool and all that. Um, like I'm not at that point yet by hand doing that. And if I even if I was, I would leave everything but a spaceship drone. That way I could just pop it in there digitally, you know, in the middle of the page and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, now. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't look too bad compared to the rest of it. <laughs> uh, where to? Where to now? So yeah. So so now you're. Uh, now you're. So from there you came here. Then it's yeah. basically web design from here after. Yeah, I had some uh, some trials and tribulations when I first got here. Um, so for pretty much the first year, I kind of got involved with this print local mom mom and pop print shop. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're bad, you can say their name. Well. <laughs> well, back so be our signs. Oh, it was just like the owner was a car was a was a car salesman, right? So and not <laughs> to a used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> and not to not to uh, not to stereotype all car salesmen or whatever, but he kind of had uh, kind of a um, uh, slithering kind of t- talking. He's a stereotypical. Uh, car yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he lives up to the stereotype. Yeah, so, uh, and just, uh, I won't go too deep into it, but I'm think I I am thankful because I was there for six months, mm-hmm. and then so it did help me. I, I did get to see some um, inner workings of a uh, print and stuff like that. Yeah. But from there, I went on to this another local print area. So I won't mention their name because they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I just it was so like demanding, mm-hmm. and it was just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, so then from there I went to to a real estate. I think it's the number one real estate company in Las Vegas actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the vice president of that company. He had like a few other businesses that he had in Las Vegas, and he wanted me to to develop the the web the the web uh, marketing for these companies. Yeah. So for for three of his companies, I kind of built like websites and stuff like that. He was a good boss. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Well, he's giving you work besides real estate, right? Yeah, he was giving me (laughs) so web work that I was doing. Like, wait but, till you get the bill. <laughs> so that must have been in the earlier days before just anybody was doing web, like for like like uh, what's like Wix or um, what, any of the. I think Wix the, was around. Yeah, know, but I mean, it wasn't like as readily available as it is now, yeah. where it's like just anybody can build a website, you know. Yeah, but okay. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's a more of a. I should ask more of like how long have you been in town compared to? Here, here's the thing I'll say about those. Because it was only like three years ago, <laughs> then it's like, well, no, and then that website would have been around, you know. Yeah. So here's the but thing. not everybody knows how to do that. Or so here's the thing I'll say about Wix and all those companies that do ready-made uh, websites. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for giving power to the people to be able to make their own websites and stuff like that too. Yeah. But I still think professional web designers are are very crucial and necessary for this because it's. For example, I know a lot of people since they have smartphones and stuff like that, they'll they feel like photographers because they can take pictures. Yeah. But that still can't replace a professional photographer doing some amazing wedding photos of your wedding or whatnot. Yeah. They still have those skills. They were either self-taught or 
that through specialized education they yeah. get those credentials or those skills so they know what they're doing. So those ready-made websites, they sure yeah. they they they'll give you a website and stuff like that. But a web designer, a, a professional web designer, will mm-hmm. give you much more than that. He will give you, or she, or a company will give you a well-crafted web design fit to the latest standard. Yeah. Web, because web technology is constantly changing and moving, yeah. right? So they will just give you a well-crafted, uh, real awesome yeah. website for, for your needs, right? You so, hear that? Yeah. So, and I'm not just preach it, to, preach I'm it. Because I'm a web designer, I'm saying it. Oh, my, my brother it. appreciates that. My older brother, he's a web designer too. Yeah, like a uh, part-time web designer. But yeah. um, uh, I equivalent it to yeah. like just because you can do one of those. What do they call it? Bit strip, comic strips. Like yeah. you see, everybody has a those yeah simple form figures and like yeah. a little tagline or whatever. Yeah. Just because you can do that doesn't make you a comic artist. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And then you see some people that are like professionals or, or artists in their own right doing it, and it's just like I'd rather see you draw that yeah. strip. You know what I mean? You can give it so much more energy, and those look alike. It's, you know, you get your own voice into it, and and then that's also was like, you know why my strips look better than yours is because you know I know what I'm doing and yeah. I've done it a long time, and through practice and education, that's how you get it to look great. Yeah. You know, just like what you're saying about web design. Yeah. So even if that that. There's, pre, there's pre-made like books and stuff like that. A lot of stuff they offer you, and the reason why they can offer you that cheap because everything is template. So, yeah. Like, so basically what that means is that your site is gonna look like everybody else's, right? Yeah. Or, or variation. Yeah, of, depending on combination. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just people. It's like anything. Yeah. Uh, stereotypical America. That people are lazy and they want yeah. a website and yeah. You know. Um, and they just want to have something up, you know. It's like, I want to show my cat photos. There's, you know, yeah. my stupid cat website. You know what I mean? It's like, well, if you want to do that, just go to Tumblr. Yeah, or Get a Tumblr page. Stuff like that. Like, yeah. Those provide, like, the quickest and easiest option. Right? And those are free, too. Yeah. So, uh... But I'd rather see that than somebody put together a poorly done website. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, by comparison, you know. I've seen some that are, are pretty cool, but I mean, I don't know how ours... Stands up. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, more well, that's all your yeah, I yeah it, so. okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's pretty simple, but it's also yeah. I think the mobile version is probably worse than <laughs> some of the other ones I've seen. No, I didn't check to see if it was responsive, so I need. Yeah, to I mean, some, like trying to click on just icons to get to places, but yeah. I think it's also because my brother didn't learn that for mobile or the way the website is set up wasn't for. Uh, both mobile and desktop, yeah. but I don't think uh, mobile versions were available back when we started it. You know I mean, like years ago, we got the URL um, probably back in like '99. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think smartphones were available back then. Like uh, I think smartphones only came around what 2002 or 2004 or something like that. Yeah. So. So my first. That's what we'll have to we'll look into. <laughs> My first impression of your site when I went to it is it was clean. It had a very clean look to it. Yeah. Uh, it also gave me a very like almost WordPress feel. Mm-hmm. So it kind of had that template feel to it. So I didn't check to see if it was responsive, but if it's not responsive, it should be. So you should tell. It, it's better than a lot of sites I've gone to. Yeah. Like like some that you would expect to be online. Yeah. Like um, I like the site and I like what they show, but like yeah. the ones like. 
like they'll give you like previews of like they'll give you the, these these launch viewers like it's like here's top ten you know worst Batman comic books and he's like launch viewer and then for whatever reason it just blocks out the entire image and the cap or half the caption then you've got like like the ad spaces tend to fill up the whole screen you know what I mean which that's one you know an example of I mean ours isn't too bad. So when can we expect this book, this graphic novel to come out, man? Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you're all full of self-doubt, like any artist, but, uh, but see, I'd love to be able to get help you get this thing going. I mean, not like I don't have enough on my plate as it is. Uh, yeah, I, but yeah, to yeah, even but, to get it under the label, because like what we do is like we'll put stuff under our label, and then like you know you would just you know cover whatever type of printing you want to have, yeah. and then whatever you sell the book for is yours to keep. You know yeah. what I mean? Say like you get like like a run of 100 books and it costs you like 200 bucks or whatever it may cost. You know, you sell them for, you know, five bucks a piece, that's like a thousand bucks or whatever. That's all yours. You know what I mean? We're not the type of people who are like, hey, we want to take 10% off the top or 20%. Yeah. That's not what we're really about. Yeah. You know, if anything, we would like to do that, you know, for ourselves, but even though we are not making money, but we're also looking to just get people involved in it. So, you I, know what I, mean? I hear you. So, you remember... Like earlier when we when we were inside, right mm-hmm. now we're kind of outside this building. But earlier James and I were inside, and it was nice and cool. Yeah, it was nice and, and cool. And our bubble were We're cool. in Las Vegas heat, but it's, it's kind of a little yeah, bit better it's, now. Uh, yeah, it's eight o'clock and probably a hundred and two degrees yeah. <laughs> compared to it being a hundred four earlier. But when we were inside, I was telling James I was envious of him, right? And I was envious because and I told me he was crazy. Uh like, like the- I, so I tell him reasons why I was envious. But also, the other reason why I was envious of you is we're both artists and mm-hmm. we're both passionate about art. But what another thing is what I like about you is your artistic identity is very strong. Like you like love comics and that's like what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. So but for me, I found that I'm a very different type of artist. Like I love comics, but I'm almost like an art whore. Like I <laughs> like I love so much different kinds of art that I, I always feel like... You mean production-wise? Like, you, like, produce so many different types of art? Yeah, or? so... Okay, because so, I love all types of art, too. Yeah. But my my forte and my skill set is in comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't shun away and be like, that Rembrandt's an asshole, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, screw Da Vinci, him and his non-flying yeah. helicopter. But, no, I mean, I, I love all that stuff, but it's just my my passions lie there. Yeah. You know, you're, you're more on the... The fine arts side. Well, see, I can't even say more. I can't even say more so on this. Oh, it's 103. So we were wrong. <laughs> it was well, 115 you know? earlier. So, anyways, no. Yeah. I love um, I love like comics and all that. And part of why I'm in web design is because I love that too, and I consider that art too. So, but what I mean by me being an art whore is because I like the storytelling, comics, and stuff like that, and I like doing that, and I like doing. And I do these art shows, which I kind of mm-hmm. tell you about, too. So I do my paintings or whatever. And lately I've started getting into custom hand lettering because everything's digital now. Yeah. So I kind of like the, the... the Taking a step back. Yeah, I kind of like the, uh, the 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 friendly charm that like custom hand lettering um, yeah. has, right? So I just like I just like doing all these all the different types. And, and in addition to that, is I love all these different type of styles, which is why my my paintings or whatever, like the scroll painting, mm-hmm. has a different visual style mm-hmm. than the grayscale paintings I I did of yeah. my fiance. So, I 
so I just have to try. So basically, where I'm getting to at is in relation to my story mm-hmm. is I have this plan of building out the Gerald Johnson brand, right? Because mm-hmm. I want the Gerald Johnson brand to be a brand of quality. So I'll continue to strive for that and create like these paintings and do these shows. I've been trying to do these shows once a year, but but I have two shows next year too. So. That's so cool. yeah, so I, I'll get into that later. But uh, uh, so I'm doing all these other different types of art artworks uh, with that, and so I feel like after that, th- then maybe I I will transition into the story and work more on fine tuning the story arcs. And I kind of even want to redo some scrap some characters because I feel like mm-hmm. some characters won't necessarily push the story forward, and I have to think about the story for. Well, I wouldn't recommend scrapping it, but I wouldn't recommend putting it away somewhere else. Because I did the same. I did like one point when I was doing Conquest, uh, and I was working on like we had a lull between, or maybe it was before. Like I can't remember. Like like I was trying to develop the book, so yeah, I was doing the, the early editions, um, and then like my brother was just not calling me because it was expensive, and I just started developing a story on my own of one of the characters' backgrounds and. Um, uh, and then I grabbed a sketchbook, like a small sketchbook, and I would do like a head sketch and a body sketch, a head sketch and yeah. a body sketch. And I did like two or three notebooks like that, just full of characters like that, and thinking like, I'll just pick and choose some of these characters and put them in there. At first it started out as like a sketchbook of that, that comic. Like all the characters, the height profiles, the spaceships, the aliens, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, we started rolling on Conquest, and I was like, well, we're going to need characters. I just started just drawing tons of characters. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what are, who are all these characters? What do they do? I'm like, I don't know. That's up for you. You're the writer. And now we can go through the website or our own personal like Dropbox, and then say like, okay, we got this guy. We'll make him the mayor of this town. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you that guy may not work for that story, but you can always take off the name and put him in, or keep the name or whatever, and then just put him into another story. You know, change up a costume or something. Yeah. So it's never uh, never a good idea to throw everything away completely. So, but just transfer it somewhere else. You know what I mean? All right. So when I say scrap, I just meant they have that. Character in the vault. But I'm, I'm going okay, to get real. edit that out. Okay. So I'm, I'm about to get real with you, right? Okay. My old mentality was to draw characters and somehow fit it into the story, right? Yeah. So pretty cool. But lately, over the years, from from me originally starting it to now, I've noticed the shows, the comics, everything that has story element to it. I've noticed once I discovered the process, I noticed I tend to like stuff. Stories um, that almost do the opposite way. Like they'll have a story and they'll create the characters that purpose that they'll create the characters that fulfill the purpose of that plot or whatever. Mm. So, and I like that message. Like one of my favorite series, animated series of all. Uh, well, in terms of anime. Is Full Metal Alchemist in terms of actual American-made stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, and so on, and so on and so forth. And those, the characters are so awesome. Uh, the stories are so incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an awesome rewatchable value. Like I, like I rewatched the series so many times. It's not even funny. Yeah. Um, that's one of those I have to get into. Yeah, I spend so much time watching Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've become numb to it almost. There's certain point. I roll that while I sleep. Yeah, that's cool. So, so you are so that you say that's where you're looking to go, or are you looking to maybe twist twist that around, like do things that like characters are set up for what you would expect to be a situation, and then they would 
twist it, like like Watchmen. Like you got a Batman character, you got a character who's like the the question, like a detective. You got the Superman type of character, like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or like Rorschach and Owlman, and yeah, like yeah. A Wonder Woman, Silk Spectre. And then there's us in a situation of like somebody's trying to take over the world, and then they actually get away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then my character is just like, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm a Captain America Lex Luthor type, you know, yeah. Ozymandias, and it's just like, no, I'm much smarter than your regular comic book character, and I've killed yeah. millions of people, you know, 20 minutes before you even showed up, you know, and then they have to deal with that, you know, I mean, for me, that's the type of stories that I like, you know, where so, it's like, you don't, you take traditional types, and then you destroy and you, them, and you, <laughs> you know, and you twist them around, yeah. So, so in your method, you take those, like... Like, like Alan Moore took Batman, who's the most awesome guy ever, the yeah. most badass, and he turned him into like an impotent coward. Yeah. Which is what Alan Man was, you know, like he he didn't want to fight anymore because he was afraid of the law, and yeah. uh, he he couldn't get it up when he was, you know, having sex with the yeah. most gorgeous superhero female on the planet, you know, and it wasn't until like you know he faced death and you know you know the violence of his past that he was able to you know get it on basically. Yeah. Yeah. So my original thinking was I created like in my in my main story I created these black mages, these white mages, so on and so forth. And then I created those characters, I designed those characters, then I was gonna fit them into the story, right? Yeah. So that was my thinking before. But now what I want to do is some of these characters will still maintain will still be there because they still they will still fit for what I want mm-hmm. to say. But now, I want to really look into creating uh, uh, an amazing uh, story arc, right? Yeah. And so then I'll fit like uh, I'll fit those characters into it. Like I have this I have this main character, and then I'll design a situation, and that situation I'll base these other characters out. Or who, or like what would be the most challenging thing for my for my main character to go through yeah. or whatnot. So then I'll design events, characters or whatever, uh, that go in line with that. So so my yeah. characters will have these uh, conflicts and so on and so yeah. forth. So it's more just kind of structured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my one of my biggest suggestions would be don't be afraid to let the story take control, take over, or the characters take over. Like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, I mean, if you feel that you can, if something's happening, I don't want to say out of your control, but basically, like, based on the way you have your characters working, mm-hmm. if it varies from where you want it to be, uh, don't be afraid to push it further. You know what I mean? Like, unless you have everything completely laid out and you know exactly where you want it all to be. I mean, like, Conquest, it's an ongoing, and if we feel that, like, these characters are taking a turn that will improve the story or just make it just that more epic we'll do that well, you know what I mean let like, me ask you something yeah. Conquest it's an ongoing series yeah do you know what you're gonna do do you have an ending in mind oh yeah absolutely that was yeah. almost the idea first and foremost yeah. like we had these characters based off of one story and then my my uh, my my girlfriend my well my ex now but girlfriend at the time we looked at it and uh, I'm telling her about the story and she's like, that sounds like Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, my brother's a big Star Wars fan. She's like, no, 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 look at the story again. And I looked at it again, and I called him up. I'm like, dude, we just, we just did Star Wars. You know what I mean? <laughs> the villain is the guy's dad? That's yeah. totally Star Wars, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's in outer space, and 
It's like, well, this guy, that guy is chewy. You know what I mean? This, this, you know, it's such, you know, such uh, character tropes that it's ridiculous. And then as we developed it, we're like, we twisted around, flipped it on its head, you know, threw in a bunch of other mumbo-jumbo. You know, and even now from issue to issue, it's like we're, we're, furthering, we're furthering the story and we're letting the characters get to plot points, but we're also, like, leaving a lot of wiggle room for developing other story ideas. Like, we have one character looking to find his, his people, but um, rather than him come to Earth, and, or the planet they're on, not Earth, but uh, be like, hello, my name is Noble, and I'm from a distant planet, and, you know, one, we kind of hope the storytelling tells that, and then another part is just like, why would he know how to talk to these people? So the first whole issue, or first two issues he's in, or almost three, like two to four, he says nothing until the last page of number four because he's learning the language. He hears like internal dialogue, but like the people talk to him and it's like blah 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 dog blah 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 blah, you know. And uh, and then the first thing he says is basically a death threat to someone. You know what I mean? And that's like that wasn't something planned, but it was like a cool moment. Like characters get attacked and he starts beating the crap out of them. Like like hardcore, like the guy never did. They got his ass kicked in the first issue. Like, you know, he shows up and then next thing you know, he's somebody's prisoner with a bloody face, and yeah. and then next thing you know, he's like kicking people in the face while gouging somebody else's eyes out and breaking necks, and you know, you know, and then basically just throttles somebody, you know, two feet off the ground with the one arm. I know I'm making an arm motion, like people can see me, but yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, and that just kind of came through the development of the story. While these other characters are doing their story around him. He had his own internal story, and then I was suggest, you know, and then we just saw an idea like, what if he did this? What if he did that? You know, yeah. what if you know, I know where he just became this badass, which is kind of the the end goal for the character. Like each character has their own end goal, and all focuses around the one main end goal. Yeah. But we still, you know, yeah, we had to get to certain plot points, but we're not we're leaving a lot of room in between, you know, to develop where an arc can go. Yeah. You know? So and so that that you know that's just. A, by suggesting, you know, don't don't be afraid of letting the, the oh, character totally. take over. You oh, know? totally. Like, the one thing I like is, like, character-driven stories. And, like, with the, like, Airbender and uh, Full Metal, like I mentioned earlier. And yeah. I forgot one, uh, Blade of the Immortal. Like, those series that oh hold high God. and high I love Blade of the Immortal. Like, they're character-driven, and that's why oh, I, I love them. Uh, well, I, I mean, I read the, the, the comic, not the... the no, I know. I yeah, the comic. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not too much into the animated version. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's kind of... I know the comic can be slow sometimes. Yeah, but um, I, I still enjoy it. Oh, me I, yeah, yeah. One of my local shops had, like, a 25-cent bin, and they had a ton of Blade of the Immortals. What? You didn't <laughs> call me? Uh, I, I don't think I knew you at the time. Okay. If you ever saw it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bought, like, 80 issues or something yeah. like that. Like, I, I have a stack like that of Blade of the Immortals at 25 cents a piece, but anyway... Yeah, and that's only like a third of like one volume. Yeah. <laughs> Are you keeping in touch with it? I no. Like I know it's. But they were they were expensive back when those came out, like three or four dollars in yeah. the '90s was a lot for a comic book. Yeah. And even now, it's a little. <laughs> it, it, it's closer. To the, I don't think he, he's doing. He's not doing single issues anymore. I heard he's just yeah, doing the, the graphic novels. Novel, yeah. Which I, which I collect, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But yeah. But I think the one, the main arc that I got with the last set was uh, the one where he was kidnapped and they were cutting his arms off and uh, sticking it to the other yeah, guy. Yeah. So that that whole plotline went did go long. I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good. Yeah. yeah. So I hear like I believe you said it was gonna end soon. That's what I heard. Um, 
Um, I, I, last time I checked, it was at volume 25 or, or yeah. 26 or something like that. So I definitely want to. Cool. Uh, I need a. Yeah. Need those. So, yeah. So, but yeah, so that gives you. That's the yeah. Those are stories that that are like touch me and kind of move me and mm-hmm. stuff that are like in my. They're mind. they're your uh, yeah. equivalent for me like Dark Phoenix Saga yeah. and. Uh, yeah. The extinction agenda yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, like those yeah. are like you know, or even uh, gosh, I can't think of all the different story arcs that I yeah. like. But um, I think I find myself being tend to lead less away from superheroes and more into like realistic stuff, and yeah. maybe just in like style too. Like, like, um, like I really want to do like a like a noir detective type of story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we have kind of a sci-fi character set up like that, but. Again, I mean, sci-fi, yeah, no, but I mean, but, like, I really want to play with, like, Heavy Shadow, and, like, I love, like, like, Raymond Chandler's books, and, uh, uh, you know, stories about Elliot Ness, and, you know, the crime, crime busters, and all that, uh, Depression Era, there's a series of books called, uh, the True Detective Series by Max Allen Collins, he did, uh, Road to Perdition, that they based the movie off of, he did it as a graphic novel, and I love all his stuff, his, this is about a guy who... He wrote this story about this one guy who his life spans from like the 20s to like the 80s or 90s, and uh, he was involved in like a lot of major historical events. The fictional character in real realistic events like um, like uh, Roswell, like he was there during like a follow-up investigation. Uh, he figures out um, who kidnapped Lindbergh baby. He was he was part of. Uh, the disappearance of Amelia Earhart, um, you know, uh, uh, there's like one about um, the Chicago mob, like Al Capone, what happened to him, and his character is like a key character in all of these events. Like his character has an affair with Amelia Earhart and um, the Black Dahlia, you know, it's just really, and that's the type of stuff I love, like, and his characters are so well written, like, really sharp and really quick and yeah. very real, you know, for the time, for being, like, the 40s and 50s, yeah. you know. But that's kind of where my my attentions lean towards, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to do something like that, something more down-to-earth. Yeah, I kind know. of I kind of agree with those sentiments a little bit. Like, I find myself falling out of the, the kind of super-villain mentality of, like, I'm going to conquer the world. Yeah, the, thing. the Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, more just a little bit about more kind of like grounded and something that can kind of, like you said, like a little bit realistic. Yeah. Um, even if it's a whimsical style, it's something a little bit more realistic and relatable to. Um, so. Yeah, even if, I mean, it, it's, it's that old trope of, you know, um, Ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have uh, yeah, so many ideas to, that I want to develop. There's like so many other things on the plate. You know what I mean? I like, know. So I, many, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Hey. So, so many. Only so many days I can go home and and really sit down and work on something until midnight or one in the morning. You know, and actually get something produced. You know what I mean? Plus, you're trying to keep up with some type of ridiculous schedule with a convention that you may or may not even go to or uh, just even like like I think I spent gosh I did one I did uh, what was it I did 21 page layouts for the Chain Reaction Genesis book in like a day 
based off the script, and, um, and, like, I was just cranking them out, and they were about, like, about six, six by four inches, like, pretty big for, uh, for thumbnails, and as I was doing, I was, like, you know, light pencil, then ink, and then, like, gray tones to separate, and then I'd take a picture and send it to the writer, and I just cranked them out. I don't think I had to make very many changes at all to the final pages, and it worked, and then I turn around and do layouts with my brother for a couple pages, and I'm just struggling over a redo on one page for three, four, five days, and it's just like, some things are just easier than others, you know, it's like rough, it's just like, I had such a good streak going, and then I, you know, then a couple months pass by, and I'm working on one page, and it nearly destroys me, you know what I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but it's, no. yeah. That, yeah. That's that's one of the, the downs, you know. And then again, then you're up till one o'clock in the morning every day. So take your situation of having all those ideas mm-hmm. and everything, and then just to relate, uh, like my mindset a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have all these ideas within yeah. the comic platform. I have those, and plus all these other ideas that I want to do for paintings or hand lettering and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I definitely feel like I want to explore a lot of different things, and I think it's good because I think that those elements will probably transition into my mm-hmm. like comic stuff. So, for yeah. example, you might see some some actual hand lettering or custom type within the actual lettering of of the page and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. in high school, I learned how to do comic lettering too. So, oh sweet. So you, those elements would do carry over. So uh, it'll be so it just. That's all. Like I, I like when I the thing about it that I love is when I think about art, I feel like a little kid in a candy store, like or in the toy shop. That you know, I that all these toys, all these art toys are there. Or near middle aged art man, <laughs> middle aged man and uh, Dick Blicks. Yeah. yeah so, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I know. I um, when I have things going right, yeah. it's like almost unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, when I know I have like a layout done right. But uh, yeah, you know, some, you know, I get the page layouts right, and I I have the pencils there, and I have no distractions. You know, uh, I'll just start working on pages and cranking them out and cranking them out, and then next thing you know, 4 a.m. hits. Yeah. Thankfully, it's bridged against the day off or something like that. But uh, you know, those are the days I love, even though I'm exhausted. Like I may have to work, wake up early the next day, but it's like the feeling of like I got that much farther ahead. Like I uh, I did layouts for one of my newest books and or I did uh, the pages actual pages like I did the first page and it's like a character on one side of the page you got this big flowing cape and it kind of helps cover some of the the, the the rest of the page but then there's supposed to be like these galaxies and planets and suns going supernova all around it and I thought man it's gonna be so hard you know and I pulled the reference material and next thing I know within like five or six hours I got the page done which is and it's a double page so it's two huge pages like. Well, that's great. Yeah, true, I got a big character on one side and part of a cave covering the bottom, but it's like, oh, that's a snap. I flip to the next page, which is also a double page, and just based on how well the other one went, it's like, oh, these are just characters in the middle of an action scene, right? It took like three days, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, well, there's action, and then there's foreground action, and then there's background yeah. action, and background characters, and background elements, and it's like, you have explosions and spaceships, and... Yeah. You know, spit fun and characters it's like you got to worry about perspective and proportion and you know, and then they spend three five-hour days after work every day working on it to yeah. get it done, and then and then you go into the next double page and you get it done in like four hours, and then the next one is done in you know, it's a simpler shot, but you have to 
change it for whatever reason, and then it gets in and takes another two days to finish it up. So, you know, but I mean, when but those I'd almost rather do that all the time than almost anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like everything else, unfortunately, we all got to pay bills and yeah. eat. Yeah. So if I didn't have to eat or sleep, you know, <laughs> I would uh, I'd be unstoppable. Yeah. But, so this is all stuff that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. You're. So, there, is, it, is it? Is there any type of time frame for it? Is it just one of those that happen when it happens? Or for the graphic novel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's going it, to happen after after this, like after this time period. Of show. So I have a show next month, first Friday next. Come out if you can for all the local lights. Um, and uh, then first Friday in August. First Friday in August at the Arts Factory, um, Charleston and Main Street. Yeah. So then in March 2015, I kind of roped in some some co-workers of mine in my department. Mm-hmm. And the three we have a. Uh, trifecta of artists that are doing a, a show in March. We uh, last week we met is, together. Is that it first Friday as well? That's going to be a first Friday as well. Okay. Um, so we met and we got together this past week. So we finally boiled our our theme down. So we have a theme. So we so we're doing all this uh, prep uh, work for it. Um, Can you give so, an idea what the theme is? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, our theme is like faces. So, so when do you need my piece? Oh wait, you didn't call me. Oh so, man. Unfortunately, it's a three-person show this time. But, <laughs> but uh, another show. I'm not wide enough in name. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So, like uh, I have I can plan that far ahead, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, one of these days, I definitely want to rope in other people and, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So, um, so then. So the three of us had that show. Then later in 2015, we're gonna go at it again, and we're gonna do uh, some work for another gallery. So, like, yeah, 2015 is gonna be a very fun year for me. But in the meantime, I'm like I said, I'm I'm wanna build the branding of my name and prestige mm-hmm. quality work. So I'm gonna do like art pieces, hand lettering, and stuff like that, and my cool. web design and stuff like that, so. Um, so, after 15, or do you, I mean, you'll probably be developing the whole time, right? I mean, you'll be doing it here and there, working on this graphic novel. Oh, yeah, so, the, the funny thing is, I think you probably can relate, <laughs> is even when I'm working on, like, paintings or hand lettering, especially when I was doing some uh, hand lettering and stuff like that, uh, I was like... Damn, I was thinking about the story, <laughs> like the story of these characters, right? So it's like one of those things where I think you can relate, yeah. relate that you're always in, and you're you're always thinking about it. And, and yeah. Whatnot. So, and that's a good and bad thing because you're kind of thinking, man, I want to redo this part. Yeah. I, I I've been able to kind of switch it off as of late. Yeah. Because before, like, I would let it consume me so much, especially when, like, say, like, like, say, I've got like page layout like at one point I had like all those page layouts for Chain Reaction done in a day and then I'm just like oh, I'm just gonna now I can just do the pages you know what I mean just just start working on them cranking them out you know you take a couple of days off here and there um, but it's like the quickest I've ever developed a book like four or five months yeah. um, from like rough layouts to finished pencils and finished ink I think gosh, what was it um, from November to end of January so like less than three months we had that whole book penciled and inked, you know, or yeah, laid out, penciled, inked, and uh, it's only been within the last few months that 
uh, it slowed down because we wanted to get it in color, and our colors, you know, his computer crashed on him, and he's just now got back up to speed. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to do that all the time. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it's just, but when it's like when like I say like I had that for Conquest, and my brother doesn't have the script finished, and I don't have any more layouts, and I'm like I've gotten four pages done in a weekend. It's like I want more pages. You know, yeah. Oh, but he went on a trip to Virginia. <laughs> it's just like, no, I, you know, I, why, why aren't you here? Why can't I get more pages? It's so close. I, I could just start doing all this other stuff, and, and then it, it just it stressed me out. I was like, you know, and I tell my ex, I, I, I can't believe he doesn't have any pages for me. I want to get the book done. I want to keep rolling, and, and now it's just like it's not there. And I'll hit him up with a couple of messages and be like, you know, hey, we got to get this done. But if he's not, it's like, well, I'll I'll work on other things, you know. Yeah. Like work, like learning to use Japanese brush pens. I've been yeah. learning to do that. You know. I'm so glad because I just got some new markers for my hand lettering. So. Yeah. If you tried, uh, where do you get your pens? Jet. I go to jetpens.com. Oh. You can get a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. So I recently heard about that because I follow, I watch these other artists and they, like one of them, uh, this artist named Will Terrell kind of, he has a jet like. Uh, Japanese Kurosake yeah yeah so um, I definitely want to get into this but for these since I needed like them quickly I just got them off of Amazon yeah uh, so. well Japanese is pretty quick but like, like yeah. a week like you can get those in a week but like what I mean is I already had an Amazon account oh I and see and so yeah. like you know so the whole process was quick instead of like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah it, it, it's, it's you don't have to yeah well, I, I remember they have a, like they have almost everything you can think of on there. Yeah. Topics to to to. Uh, how the how? What's the price on that Topics? Topics. I think they're about regular with the store prices. Oh, okay. But um, I know we don't buy them from there. I get them from Lix. Lix is just I don't know. I just like going down to the art store. Yeah. So I'm down there. I'm gonna be, I'm I'll be buying Bristol boards and uh, you know. Uh, other art tools I don't know. I know I'll be using like, oh, an erasing template. I don't even know what that's for, but I'll buy one, you know. <laughs> Biggest benefit I got was one of the drafting brushes. Since I got a drafting table, and I've stopped being afraid to erase. You just like, yeah. erase, and then you just get the brush and just, you're done. But, uh, yeah. that kind of reminds me of, uh, when I was using, um, erasers, like a Sadler eraser, I started... I in college I got this uh, eraser cover, so my hands wouldn't get dirty, right? And so I thought it was a cool idea, but then when my friends saw me, it was, it was kind of funny. My friends saw me, they started teasing me for it, right? Mm-hmm. And they were kind of making fun of my eraser cover, saying, "Like, who is that? An eraser condom? <laughs> like, what? Practice safe art, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see who's laughing when you smudge your page. That's one of the biggest so, questions I get. Like, like I, uh, I learned a long time ago about like doing a page. Like you do a character say there's a lot of shadow, and instead of filling it all in with graphite or lead, just putting an X. So I know when I go to ink it, I just fill it in with black. That's one of the biggest pages questions I get when people look at pages or unfinished pinups. Like, what's the X for? Like that's so when I'm drawing it over here and I have to go back up, I don't smudge all that graphite right. across the page and I have to go back in and erase between the lines. Another funny story right there. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I didn't witness this. It's my friend's kind of story, but there's this artist that was inking somebody's work, right? And uh, the pencil just drew X's everywhere, which yeah. is standard for you know blocking this with ink, right? Yeah. But this guy, this inker, when he inked that, guess what he did? Mm-hmm. 
He ate all the little S's. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a real eager. He's not a real eager. So. I you thought somebody was going to go in. Because I know sometimes anchors will do that digitally. They'll mm-hmm. they'll just ink no. in with the X's and then fill it in and then fill it in later. But yeah, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> so um, I did that one time on the page. I was doing something and like I went I wanted to do some type of like black with like white outlining. Yeah. And then I think I I did like I did, I drew around the uh, outlining of the shape. And then for whatever reason, instead of clicking within the X, I clicked without it, and it did like a kind of reverse negative and I just kind of kept going and that one whole corner section of the page looked completely opposite and I'd gone too far to go back so I had to erase the whole corner and go back and fix that like damn it but yeah that's the you had to be there so Arts Factory first week in August what day is that? Uh, let's check our, let's phone. check our phones let's see if you can find it first let's do it first August 1st. Oh, I thought you meant which day. Yeah, August 1st. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A Friday. Yeah. August 1st. August 1st, 2014. Arts Factory, Vegas, Charleston and Main Street. Thursday, six people. Six o'clock. Till when? How late? Do you know? It should run till 10. 10? I will certainly try to make it down there. My friend, um, he has, um, his band has shows down there. A Help Up, the comic shop next door. Oh, uh, okay. They're called okay. the Time Crashers. Okay. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They, uh, they're they time travelers. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer is Nikola Tesla, and then Leonardo da Vinci plays lead guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, and he wears, like, a leather cap with, like, sci-fi goggles on it. And uh, Julius Caesar plays bass. Oh. He's got, like, the, 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 the... The crown of leaves, of well, gold leaves or whatever, yeah. and sandals, and he has like a like a yeah. velvet guitar strap, and yeah. he goes running around all crazy people. Yeah. And uh, Francisco Pizarro plays guitar as well, and then uh, Carl Sagan is the drummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they they sing about like Planet of the Apes. And uh, speaking of Carl Sagan, have you um, do you know his show back in the day, Cosmos? Oh, the new one? Yeah. Yeah, have you seen it? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, 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 he's my spirit animal. Yeah, he's, uh, my, he's my favorite. <laughs> he's, ast- he's my favorite astrophysicist. Yeah, not many people. Badass <laughs> astrophysicist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that show too. Yeah. I haven't got I, got. I think I got like the first four or five episodes, but I felt it was like it was right at the end of the beginning of the year they started premiering or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was in the middle of doing that book. It was just so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but the, that band that came out, Planet of the Apes. Um, uh, they have a love song about Back to the Future called 88 Miles Per Hour yeah. <laughs> it's basically about Marty and his mom <laughs> it's like my, I know my name's not Calvin Klein but I just want to make you mine yeah. you know and then they have one about uh, it's called Fuck the Time Cops and, yeah. uh, Pizza Berserker which they just released um, yesterday mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like I got home and the, the, the whole band and all the band members were reposting the band camp link and I was like, holy crap, and I took a picture because, like, I bought a pizza that same day. I'm like, I don't know if it, it's, you know, not, it's not on purpose, but it makes the pizza so much better. Yeah. To talk about how they went back in time and gave uh, Vikings uh, the fixings for pizza, and it ruined their society because there hadn't been a Shakey's in that, there won't be a Shakey's in that area for 1,100 years or something like that. Yeah. 
and it's cool because like the out the song was released in 2023, and then their other song was released in 1978, and the other one was released in 3146 or something like that. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Like Tesla's got like this this arm piece that's uh, like the time travel machine, and yeah, they normally do they do tend to do a lot of free shows. It's it's pretty awesome. I'll forward you the link. It, it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, but that, yeah, so. I know, I know they do a lot of shows down there, but, uh, yeah, go down there, check it out, we're at, like, two hours now, yeah. so, we'll, we'll wrap it up. up, yeah, Yeah, man, we gotta get you started on that comic book, <laughs> sooner rather than later, you gotta stop, you gotta stop messing around and just get it done, so, and I'll work you into my schedule if I have to, <laughs> to be like, look, I'll help you do layouts or something, yeah. I just want to see you get into the into the field as it were you know because like we're all going to Stanley's Kamikaze in October a bunch of us you know and we never would have done that if we didn't have the group and a bunch of guys to get together yeah. and we'll all be selling our own books and stuff down there yeah. so Gerald yeah. it's been good man yeah it's been good yeah let's stop sweating our asses off. I think the sun went down and it got hotter <laughs> only in Vegas yeah <laughs> I can't wait for it to be 99 degrees at midnight <laughs> alright all right. and remember everybody these things should be back and boarded, you heartless bastard. For more information regarding Immortal Samurai comics and the podcast, please visit immortalsamurai.com for all the updates on conquest, chain reactions, as well as art, convention schedules, and commission lists. That's www.immortalsamurai.com. The intro and outro music for the Set in Stone podcast is provided by The Devils You Know. You can find them on the Facebook page at The Devils You Know and at ReverbNation.com slash The Devils You Know. Check them out. They're an awesome band. I highly recommend them. <laughs>